Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland. Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham, and on this week's show, we're going to talk about cats, and specifically, feral cats. Maybe you've seen them in your neighborhood. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Karen Kraus. Karen is the executive director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Hi there, Karen. Welcome back to Let's Talk Portland. Hi, Gary. I'm happy to be here. So, the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Tell me about the, the stuff that you guys do. So the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon is a spay-neuter program specially targeted to help feral and stray cats in our community. So anybody feeding outdoor cats who wants to prevent future generations of them living on our streets can contact us and we provide spaying and neutering along with vaccines and flea treatment um, for a suggested donation of $40 per cat. So it's a great service for the community to help the kitties who people are feeding in their backyards or at work or at other places and um, help prevent future generations. And for our audience who doesn't know uh, what a feral cat is, explain to us what a feral cat is. So a feral cat is an untamed domestic cat. So any um, of the, the cats that share our homes are domesticated cats and when they're not socialized, when they don't have enough time around people or any, if they're born outdoors and don't see people, they become frightened of people. And the term that is used for any domesticated animal who becomes fearful of people and kind of reverts to what we might think of as more of a wild state, um, the term is feral. So an untamed cat who's fearful of people. Is there a difference between a feral cat and a stray cat? There's a, there's a significant difference. So any cat who's outdoors, you could think of as free roaming. So any kitty who's just, you see them, you're out for a walk and you see them, and they're not in a fenced yard or in a catio or on a leash, they're just out and around, would be a free roaming cat. And so a free roaming cat could certainly be someone's house cat that's got free range outside, or it could be a stray cat who has wandered away from home and gotten lost, or perhaps people have moved away and kitty is still there. A lot of different reasons that a cat could be stray, meaning it doesn't, no, it no longer has a per se home. Um, and then there's feral cats who um, most typically are born to a feral cat and or a cat who has really very limited access to, to humans. And so the, the kittens will come out 
afraid of people that come out feral. So free roaming cats um, have, uh, there's, you know, one size does not fit all. There are, are layers to the outdoor cats. And so the big difference in the feral and stray population would be how friendly or fearful they are of people. Does a stray cat become a feral cat or can a cat in general become feral or are they born feral? Yeah, you know, a true feral cat is born out to, born outside, not going to have any relationship or involvement with people. And if you miss this window when they're really young of acclimating them to people, so let me just back up and say, a feral kitten, you know, a, a, a kitten born that really is feral, if you get them in this, you know, only a few weeks old window of time, uh-huh. you actually can socialize them and they can be loving cats the rest of their life. But you miss that window and, and it, it just becomes more and more concrete in their personality or in their temperament, I should say. Um, but often you might see a stray cat show up in your backyard who is fearful. So they don't really want you to pet them. They're shy. They don't you know, allow you to get very close. And you may over time win them over and they very well might become very friendly kitties. Often it happens after they've been spayed or neutered, particularly the male cats become a lot more friendly, often become more friendly. So not a guarantee, but I, I like to tell people that feral is a temperament. It's not a breed and that cats can move up and down a spectrum from feral to friendly depending on their situation and their experience with humans. And so a very friendly house cat who's been outdoors for a long time can be pretty frightened um, and, and may stay frightened or may come back around to be friendly again. So it's individualized. And I would say, you know, let's be nice to our cats. Let's stay and neuter them. Let's keep them safe at home as often as we can. And, and let's have fewer cats. It'll be for the betterment of the cats and for our, our environment. You're listening to Let's Talk Portland, and my guest today is Karen Krauss, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Now, Karen, you guys have helped quite a few feral cats in the years that you've been the Feral Cat yeah. Coalition of Oregon. Tell me how many. We've, we've helped almost 115,000 cats. Wow. And I'll tell you that this year is our biggest year to date. And I think that last year with COVID greatly reducing the availability of spaying and neutering in our community, that we're seeing the outcome of that this year. Uh And I realize there are people listening who would love to get their cats in to be spayed or neutered. And I know that it's a challenge because I know vet hospitals are very, very busy. And um, the spay-neuter resources in Portland are you know, strong again, but there's a backlog from last year. So, um, but hang in there and, and, and keep trying to get the, your, your cat spayed or neutered. What's the best thing to do until you can get your cat spayed or neutered? Keep them inside? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell keep me about, cats in- oh, I'm sorry, Go. tell me about the relationship you have with the Portland Autobahn because you guys work together on something super interesting on how to keep cats indoors. So what's unique in Portland is that the Portland Audubon and the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon have been partners for more than 20 years. And we still remain one of the very few, potentially only, 
partnerships of its kind in the country. That is both a beautiful sentiment for Portland and really sad as far as what the relationship between conservation groups and cat advocacy groups look like in our country. And what we have found is that we, as, as organizations, both want to see fewer cats in our environment. We want, as the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon, we want to see fewer cats in the environment because it's better for cats and it's better for wildlife. In our case, having fewer cats means that there are fewer homeless cats. There's fewer cats living on our streets. And, and that's better for, for all, all of the animals. Um, it's, it's better to not have kittens born that aren't going to have a home. You don't want them to grow up on the street. That's not ideal for them, and they deserve better. They're the number one pet in America. They deserve better care from us, and being able to spay and neuter them to reduce their numbers um, is really important. On the wildlife conservation side, the fewer cats in the environment, the less predation on wildlife. So we come together with that goal of seeing fewer cats and um, created a program called Cats Safe at Home. And our partnership includes both county animal shelters, Multnomah County and Washington County. And they are the organizations that see stray cats in our community, and they too would like to see fewer stray cats. So together we come to, um, we created a partnership, and it's the Cats Safe at Home partnership to reduce the number of feral and stray cats. Actually, it's to reduce the number of free-roaming cats in our community. Cats are so social and sometimes they just want to be indoors and sometimes they want to be outdoors and sometimes they want to be in and out and sometimes they can't make up their mind which, which they want to be. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you keep a cat indoors? Well, if a cat has never spent time outside, it doesn't know that outdoors exists. And so there's plenty of people who will be listening who are like, my cat never wants to go outside. There are other people who know that they brought in a cat who was a stray cat um, and that cat is done being outside, like, mm-mm, not my life anymore. And we all know cats who sit at the door and dart out the door the second they get a chance. So like everything, one size doesn't fit all, um, but there are ways to allow kitty some outdoor time that is safe for the cat, safe for wildlife, and can be pretty fun to do. You've teamed up with Portland Autobahn to do something really cool, and it has the best name I've ever heard. It's called the Catio Tour. What is the Catio Tour? Isn't that a great name? It is a great name. We're celebrating its ninth year, so go Portland for having tours and bringing this one back in person this year, Um, and for building catios. I'm pretty sure that Portland's going to win the Catio Capital Award for having the most (laughs) catios as well. So Catio is... Is is a cat patio, a cat enclosure. It's just a cute term um, for having an enclosure so that your cat can go outside, enjoy the fresh air, maybe the sunshine, hunt some bugs. And um, maybe it's a space for you and your cat. Maybe it's just a space for your cat. It's really up to you what it looks like. But it's containing your kitty and not letting your cat free roam. Does that kind of taunt the cat, though? Like, oh, I'm almost outside, but not quite. You know, they don't think like we do. Um, So it'd be hard for me to tell you absolutely no, or of course they do. Um, But we ask every 
host on our tour to tell us how the behavior has changed in their cat by building a catio. And across the board, the cat's behavior has improved. And so um, I'm sure there are a few cats out there that were like, you've caged me in. But the vast majority of the cats um, definitely like to have that additional territory. You know, the indoor space becomes some outdoor space. Very much enjoy all of the enrichment that comes from one. And people really like catios because often they can spend that time outside safely with their kitty or it's a really cool way to add something special to your yard that fits your personality and your space and so it becomes even a feature of your backyard or side yard or wherever you, you decide to put it. So what are some of the best reasons to have a catio? Wow, catios are they're a great way to let your cat come and go. So you don't always have to open a door. Though keep in mind, some people do have access to their catio by opening a window or a door, and they do like to to define the timing that the kitty can be outside. Um, But a lot of people put a uh, cat door on that allows the cats to come and go at their leisure. And it definitely gives your cats more space, um, maybe some freedom from other animals in the house, or maybe you've got small children and the cat's like, I only have so much patience. <laughs> um, it, it really, um, it, it's just a, a great way to give them additional enrichment while keeping them safe. When is the Catio Tour this year and what are people uh, going to see? So the Catio Tour is on September 11th and this year, We are taking it um, with COVID precautions in place. So whatever is going on as far as requirements we're going to require on this tour um, for safety of everyone involved. We have a live tour where people can go in person, and we have nine catios on it. The catios um, start as far south as Johnson Creek and go as far north as into Vancouver, Washington this year. So we're very excited, all the listeners and everybody from Washington who are part of the tour this year. Um, but realizing that being in person isn't for everyone and some people maybe don't live in the area and still want to see the catios, we are also um, videoing all of them, interviewing the hosts, and we will have 360-degree cameras at, that we will have taken images of so you can kind of maneuver around and zoom in and look at features of the catio if you prefer to be online. So we do offer two tours this year. Um, and if you did the online version, um, that becomes available on September 11th. Um, and then you can watch it pretty much, you know, for several months after that. But in person, everyone together from 10, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on September 11th. So is this kind of like the cat version of the Street of Dreams? Uh, you know what? It is. <laughs> but we don't want everyone to walk away thinking, oh, that was so fancy, I can't have that, right? So at the Street of Dreams, you may not be able to have that home, but you might see features in the bathroom or kitchen or backyard that really inspire you. That is our goal. Our goal is to show you how people solved their individualized um, space, their requirements, um, how cats access. We're showing you all sorts of different ways that you might be able to add a catio to your yard. So while these aren't going to all of them be the breathtaking homes that you might see on the Street of Dreams, we promise you that there are some on the tour. There are some that are like, I want this backyard. I want this catio. Like, wow. 
But we also have them so that they're relatable, so that you can really leave and feel inspired that you might be able to build it yourself or get a handyman to help or a contractor. Um, and there's all sorts of little tips and tricks along the way from somebody made a, a special window sash so that their cat could come and go and they could leave their window open but have security and safety. We've got people who have built long tunnels, i.e. catwalks, to get to their catio. We have people with them right adjacent to their home or they use the structure like one of those metal patio kind of covers that houses often had in the 50s and 60s and they built a catio underneath it which is a kind of a a cool way to use an existing structure Um, we have people who have used kits you know they went and they they bought the plans online and then they went and built it so we want to inspire you no matter where you are in being handy to, to really just open up your, your thoughts to where it might fit in your yard or how it might look and how you might make it your own. Yeah, get some definite, uh, definitely you'll get some great ideas on the Catio Tour at the very oh, least. Oh, you will get, yeah. You'll get tips. You'll be like, oh, I never thought of that. Or, you you know, there's, there's all sorts of things. But we'll have on each Catio is um, the frequently asked questions. You know, how many cats do you have? How do your cats access? Um if you were going to do anything different, what would you do? You know, what do you wish you'd done? Um, do you have future plans? A lot of times people build a catio and then they expand it. They add on. They do different things. Um, you see the different features people in, put inside from cat trees to shelves to ramps. Um, you, you see, you know, little access points where you want to make sure if you've got like a long walkway that you can still get in and clean it, different covers, you know, keep the rain out, keep the sun out. It's all there. And, and people's creativity is limitless. Yeah. Especially in Portland. Portland people are super creative. They are. And what's really great is that you can reuse things. You could go to the rebuilding center. You could repurpose things. People have built catios out of Ikea furniture, not on our tour, but, you know, do a Google search and things like that come up all over the place. But (laughs) definitely a wide variety of approaches. And the cool thing is there's no right or wrong. Um, We've got a, a uh, catio on the tour where they have two catios in two different locations for very different reasons on their property. So just really very inspiring. And we do know that the tour inspires people to build catios because many of the people on the tour have attended tours in the past. And we currently know of more than 730 catios in the Portland metro area. Oh, that's a lot. That's awesome. So it's a trend. Yeah, for Definitely sure. Definitely a cool trend. We're talking with Karen Krause, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Now, a little bit ago, Karen, you said you uh, have experienced, or the, or the cats in a catio have experienced a change in their behavior. Tell me about that. How, is it, how has a catio changed a, a cat? For a lot of people, they will share that their cats maybe, I don't, I don't want to say fight. Maybe that's not really the word that they've used. But when we ask people what the behavioral changes are in their cats, they often say their cats seem more relaxed. And they see that in, in, in definitely um, less interaction, negative interaction between their cat and perhaps other cats in the household. Um, some people see less clawing of furniture. 
I really liked one this year where the person said, yeah, we built the catio and there's a scratching post there. And now they leave my chair alone. <laughs> That's nice. So that was pretty cool. A, a lot of different people put um, litter boxes in their catios and there's lots of different ways to do that. And that can also help kitties who have any issues with litter boxes. I'm not saying that is an answer. I'm certainly not a veterinarian. Um, and if your cat's not using the litter box, please talk to your veterinarian because there's lots of reasons that can happen. But one of the reasons can be stress. And a catio can definitely give additional space to a cat and, and help alleviate stresses that they have in their life. And just the chance to get outside and get a little bit of fresh air, and that changes everybody's mood. Yeah, and the sunshine on them. Lots of cats love to catch bugs and depending on where it is, they can look over a fence, they can see activity occurring, you know, outside of what they might see otherwise. Um, they really do enjoy it. And you can put fountains and bird bird uh, feeders and other things outside for them to really enjoy. And the birds are safe and, and the cats are safe. And it's really a win-win. It's, it's just really quite exciting. I'm, I'm grateful Portland has embraced catios, but across the country, they are on trend. They're they're growing exponentially. So it's a great um, great thing to get involved in. The Catio Tour is coming up on Saturday, September 11th. Karen, who benefits from this this tour? All of the funds that are raised on the tour go to help um, cats safe at home, and all of that basically means it goes back into education and outreach to spread the word about ways that people can improve the lives of their cats while also protecting wildlife. And it's, it's really important, um, especially now more than ever with all the pressures, with the climate changing, that we do what we can to help our, our local wildlife and keeping your cats secure so that they can't prey on local wildlife definitely helps. And it's, it's a win-win. And we're hoping that we can inspire more people to build a catio and we're going to add something in the future on the website and the rest regarding all these adventure cats where people are taking cats out backpacking and, and, and you know, hiking and different excursions. So there's lots of ways to interact with your kitty and support them, enrich their lives. That doesn't mean they're free roaming and putting our local wildlife at risk. Besides going out on the catio tour, what else can people do to help out the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon? Do you have volunteer opportunities? We do have volunteer opportunities. Lots of volunteers are, are working the catio um, tour, of course. One of the challenges right now is COVID. Um, just never seems to quit giving us little turns in the road. Um, so while we do have volunteers that do assist um, our program, uh, I think probably the biggest way the community can support us right now is by keeping your cat safe at home, spaying and neutering your cat, and if you are feeding outdoor cats, contact us to make sure that they're spayed or neutered so there aren't more. And you have uh, traps where you can help people capture the cats, right? Yeah, we have live traps. We have videos. We've got a, um, a guidebook, basically an instruction book for how to utilize those traps to catch your cat. We are known as a program that um, is caregiver-based, so the people that are feeding feral and stray cats contact us. They trap the cats. They bring them to us. We'll spay, neuter, vaccinate, and then they return the cats to where they're being fed. And what that means is that the cats are going back to a known food source, 
and the person who's feeding them is the one trapping them, which is really important because they know the cats, the cats know them, and it's really not as hard or scary as you might think it is. And so um, we have people who've never seen a live trap before able to capture 5, 10, 15 cats the first time. Um, so we were definitely there to uh, inspire and help, and, um, and we're grateful that we're supported by the Portland community. In the last little bit we have here, Karen, tell everybody how they can get tickets and uh, attend the Catio Tour coming up on September 11th. You can get your Catio tickets. Basically, you can register for the Catio Tour either online or uh, the online videos or for the in-person at the website, which is catssafeathome.org. And that's the easiest place that you can um, register. It's $10 per person to go on the live tour, and it's $15 for the online videos. And we also are running a raffle, and that raffle where you could win a catio, which is pretty exciting, yeah. or you could win $300 on a Visa cash card, which could go towards a catio or perhaps enhancing a catio you already have. And we have a third prize, which is an adventure cat package, which includes a backpack, leashes, harnesses um, to take your cat outdoors on an adventure. So three great prizes. Tickets are $5 each or 5 for $20. And you can buy those at Cats Safe at Home as well. Karen, it's always so fun to have you on the show and talk about cats. You have such a passion for it. Well, you know what? I'm inspired by the community. As much as I'm an animal lover and I want to be there to help the cats, none of us can do it without people. So I'm encouraged by the number of catios we're seeing. I'm encouraged by the number of people spaying and neutering and those reaching out to help us fund these spaying and neutering efforts and, and community outreach. It's, it's, you know, we're doing it together. None of us can do it alone, and we're just really grateful. Excellent. We've been talking today with Karen Krause, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Thanks again, Karen. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.